Hi, everybody. Drake Hill here. I'm super excited. Today's show is epic because it is episode number 40. I am pinching myself. I can't believe 40 amazing sisters have trusted me to share their raw, often intimate, and moving natural hair journeys. I'm humbled and oh so thankful. And I am jumping for joy because this milestone episode features a sister who, like me, is from the land, Cleveland, that is. Get ready for another great conversation. Don't forget, if you are enjoying this program, buy me a coffee. That's an app that allows you to donate to creators like me to help us stay afloat. Please donate today at buymeacoffee.com slash drakeheel. That's buymeacoffee.com slash D-R-A-K-E-E-L. Here, how I grew it starts right now. Even though y'all feel like um, froze are not desirable, people with froze are still getting chose, okay? Um, we're still... <laughs> <laughs> we have no problem in that area. We're still getting... Um, uh, <laughs> we're still going on dates. We're still getting loved on. So uh, regardless of how you feel, pros are getting chose. So um, that's how I came up with that. <laughs> and I wanted um, everybody to know that um, please embrace your hair. Please love on your hair. Um, no matter how people feel, someone still want to love you. And most importantly, you should be loving on yourself. Welcome to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. I started this podcast because black hair matters. On today's show, I interview Dominique Kaiser. She is a linkage coordinator at her alma mater, Shaw High School. My cousin and other folks that I know graduated from there. The Shaw High School marching band is legendary. What does a linkage coordinator do? We deal with at-risk kids. So we deal with kids that are truant, kids that have behavior issues, kids that are academically falling behind, and we work to get them back on track um, to graduate, basically. Um, So we put interventions in place to make sure that these students graduate, um, whether that's um, conferences, home visits, tutoring, um, exposure trips, um, different things. I'd never heard of Dominique until I saw her kinky hair don't care promoted in the local media. After hearing about the book that empowers little brown girls and boys to proudly love their natural hair and skin complexion, I knew I had to interview her. So I reached out to Dominique via her Froze Get Chose Instagram account and asked her to be on hair how I grew it. She said yes, and I am so grateful. More on the author's not one but two children's books and her Froze Get Chose brand later in the show. Dominique embraced her natural seven years ago. She describes her hair texture as soft and curly. The millennial currently sports locks, which she often styles in different ways. You can add on um, lock extensions. You can add on um, hair 
um, for braids. You can add on hair for locks. Um, you can add on. I've worn a ponytail. I've um, pinned my locks up into a ponytail and then added a ponytail to make the ponytail longer. So different things. Very versatile. Let's go back to Dominique's hair beginnings. Dad worked in factories. Mom was in banking. Then she worked for the city water department before switching over to the medical field. The couple raised their daughter Dominique with three sons in East Cleveland. Dominique was the second youngest. The only girl in a family of boys? What was that like? Um, <laughs> interesting to say the least. <laughs> um, but um, I'm grateful for my brothers. Um, <laughs> so it was a lot of it was a lot of uh, rough housing and fighting and stuff. And I guess I was a little tomboy because I was always following behind them and doing, you know, the rough thing. <laughs> One of Mom's toughest jobs at home was taking care of young Dominique's mane. Getting my hair done was um, a mess. I hated it. My mom didn't know what to do. I cried. She cried. We cried together. <laughs> there were lots of tears because Dominique's hair was thick and she was really tenderheaded. Grandma suggested mom put in a kitty perm to make things easier. So at four years old, Dominique got the popular Just For Me relaxer. Do you remember the first time she put it in? I do. I remember it vividly. Yes, yes, yes. I remember. You remember at four years old. Yes, yes. This is this is something that's like <laughs> embedded in my head because I didn't want to get it. I didn't know how a perm would do my hair, but I knew that I had to sit down. She had to get through my kinks and I hated it. I cried the whole time. But um, yes, absolutely. It burned. It burned. It always burned. No matter if you put Vaseline or whatever they say to help with it, it burns. It always burns. <laughs> and it burned. Relaxer touch-ups were every four to six weeks. When Dominique sweated out the perm prematurely or when the new growth started coming in a week or so before touch-up day, mom used the hot comb, which was another nightmare. Um, the sizzle, um, a lot of times we thought we was getting burned and we wasn't, it was just the, the sizzle that, <laughs> that scared us, um, getting real close to our ear, burning our ear, getting real close to the scalp and that grease making the, um, sizzle noise. So yeah, that was a different experience as well. <laughs> but beauty Okay. Is pain, right? So what? I said, but beauty is pain, right? It's not supposed to be, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. Today, I'm talking to Dominique Kaiser. She is a linkage coordinator in East Cleveland. More hair talk in a bit. First, here's an excerpt from my book, Cleveland's Crown Angels. It's a supernatural adventure rooted in my natural hair journey. Naked, bald, and possessing the strength of an average man, I stood before the woman I'd murdered, more vulnerable than I'd ever been in my existence. 
How? How am I alive? She resembled the walking dead. Her Medusa lock travesty, sunken empty eyes, and charred gray hue were repulsive, but her bare curvy body and voluptuous breasts spoke to the animal in me. My body hadn't forgotten how she felt on the inside. I wanted her badly. How, she taunted as she zeroed in on the hardened evidence of my excitement. Pre-cum I hadn't felt since before B.C. seeped out. My body was betraying me. Cleveland's Crown Angels is available as an ebook on Amazon. The relaxer and hot comb did their job. Dominique's hair was more manageable, but she still hated getting it done. Because remember, she was really tender-headed. Her go-to style? I wore braids a lot because, again, I was in sports, so my hair sweated out very quickly. And then when I first would get my perm, I would wear it down, like in a wrap, um, for the first couple weeks because... It was straight and it was nice and it was easy to manage. Um, but that we really did the um, my hair down during like the fall and the winter months. So it wouldn't sweat out. But in the summertime, for the most part, I wore braids a lot. Sometimes um, I wore my hair. Sometimes I had extensions added. Sometimes I did box braids. Sometimes I did um, single braids with my natural hair. Sometimes I did a braided up ponytail with my natural hair. It varied. Um, probably about the, I want to say about 13, 14 is when I started doing my own hair. Um, I got my first blow dryer and my own, um, flat iron and I knew how to do a wrap and that was about it. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) I knew how to do a wrap and a ponytail. So I would wash my hair, blow dry it and I would use that flat iron and a hot comb if I needed to get the roots. Um, and then I even got to the point point where I could do my own relaxers as well. Did you upgrade to Dark and Lovely? What were you what were you using? By that time I was doing Dark and Lovely and what was it? Olive oil. What was the brand? I, I think I think RC I have to look it up, but I think you're yeah, right, olive oil. Yep. I can see it the box. It's a green box, pack. right? Yep. I was like, it's a green box. I know that. <laughs> so it was those two. <laughs> Dominique went to the salon sometimes, but mostly she did her own hair at home, unless she wanted braids. The East Cleveland native always relied on a braider for that. In 2009, Dominique graduated from high school. She attended Ohio State University in Columbus, Ohio. Um, And I'm curious, what was your major? Criminology. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. What did you... What were you looking to be when you, or did you even know? Was it right away was it criminology or you just kind of morphed into that? Right away it was criminology because when I was in high school, I did the career in tech, um, criminal justice. So I knew I wanted to go into law. Originally, I wanted to um, be a lawyer. So I was going to do, um, I did criminology and pre-law. And then I was supposed to go on to law school and become a lawyer. That was my plan. It didn't happen that way. What? But, what? Yeah. You were young. That young, please, you're allowed to change your mind a thousand times. Don't even, okay, yeah, we're not even, we're not even going to touch that. You're allowed to do that. Okay. So at that point, I was doing my own perms. Um, once I got in college, I started um, 
you know, you're starting to learn yourself. You're trying to experiment. You're starting new things. And I was like, you know what? Um, I don't think I want to do um, perms anymore. I want to step into my um, natural state. Um, so I now why? Doing- why? Were you seeing it around you? Why? Why were you thinking that? Um, you know what? I did see it around me, but you know, um, Ohio State is a PWI, but I did, when I went to Ohio State, I was, um, in the African-American learning community, so I stayed on the store, on the floor with all of, um, African-Americans, so the people that I came in with my freshman year in the dorm that I stayed in, I, you know, befriended them, and we did everything together, so that was, so all the Black people, we kind of, you know, stuck together, so yes, there were people that were, um, wearing their hair natural, um, there were people that were wearing weaves, um, so, I think seeing it may have had a little um, influence, but not so much. I just think it was something for me. I feel like when I got to college, I kind of stepped into my um, culture, wanted to know more about it, um, dressing differently and just exploring my heritage and things of that nature. Dominique said Ohio State is a PWI. That's an acronym for predominantly white institution. Alrighty, so you want to explore this side of yourself. So you come in freshman year, you still got this relaxer. How do you morph into, I'm a, start wearing it natural? Did you do the big chop? What'd you do? So I did not do the big chop. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna let my perm grow out. Um, back then, see now it's more um, known and they have all the products and everything, the detangling comb, detangling brush, the detangling um, hair dryer. I didn't have anything back then so I was just like winging like okay I'm gonna let it grow out let the perm grow off and that was horrible because I had two textures now now I had the kinky curly at my roots and then at the end I still had the perm and the two texture did not work well together so that lasted maybe almost a year and then I was like I can't do this I don't know how to manage it um so I well, let's go. Let, let's go back. Let's go back to okay. when you did have the two textures. How were you managing it or you weren't managing it? Was it a hot mess? I mean, what were you doing it, it, for that it year? A, it was a hot mess. <laughs> so I was trying to manage it. So I was trying to do twist styles. I was trying to do bantu knots and it was a disaster after disaster. So I went to protective styles, which were braids for the most part. Like Dominique said, after a year of that, she went back to the creamy crack because she didn't know what else to do. Then I was like, you know what, um, after a while, I was like, you know what, I do not like this. Um, I want to try being natural again. And at this time, I looked up natural um, stylists in Columbus and I found this place. I wish I could think of the name it was like synergy synergy um and they specialized in natural hair it was real nice environment and they were able to kind of train my hair for a while now what made you want to try the natural again you just you know you just felt like I just want to try it again was there something um there wasn't like anything in particular just was like you know what um I really wanted to do the natural thing I just didn't know how so now that I have the resources I will be successful so why not give it another try the synergy stylist had to manage Dominique's two textures the thick new growth at the roots and the straight relaxed ends 
she did like um twist styles and different natural hairstyles um I did two strand twists different things that complemented my um texture so then as we went on she was slowly um cut off the ends she didn't want to because I wasn't ready for the big chop so every time I would go back she's like okay I'll cut off a couple inches now until it's all gone and that's what we did You're listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. Back to Dominique Kaiser after a short break. Dominique loved her natural and continued going to Synergy to maintain it. Then an internship junior year really shook her up. And I just was pulled to the side and they were like, hey, we feel like um, you're, you're, they didn't, they didn't say my hair, but they said your look is a little unprofessional. And I know they were talking about my hair. Um, it was in its natural state. Um, I was wearing an afro. So it looked probably to them unkept or untamed. Um, so I was like kind of taken aback and I kind of um, was embarrassed to say the least. Um, I went home, I thought about it, and then I had a conversation the next day. It was like, you know, um, and it was so odd because the person that said something to me, she was a person of color, so I thought she would understand if anybody. So um, I kind of felt like, um, you know, betrayed by my own person, you know, someone, yeah. but you know, what they say, skin folk ain't always your kin folk. Oh. All skin, all skin folk, <laughs> and kin folk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I had a conversation with her the next day. It was like, you know, I kind of felt uncomfortable in the conversation. Um, this is the way I wear my hair, um, you know. And she was like, you know, just try to, you know. And um, my internship was kind of coming to an end, and I just didn't renew it because of that situation. Um, but. After that, I really didn't have too much, too many issues with my hair that I can think of as far as like work. Um, well, let's let's go back to the internship because that's early. That's even before you graduate college. You're still yeah. in a new natural hair space. Uh-huh. And I have to say kudos to you for not letting that dictate, OK, I got to put a relaxer back in. I, you know what I mean? I'm about to graduate. You didn't do that. You didn't revert. Why not? What mm-hmm. was it in, like? You know, that's just one experience. I'm not I don't have to worry about that or was that kind of in your brain did it kind of poison you a little bit it did poison me a little bit because like it's it's stuck in my head to this day because I still bring that up I like I tell that story all the time I was like I cannot believe like it was really like um a time for me college was different because I grew up in a I grew up grew up in East Cleveland so it was a majority African-Americans so I didn't really know too many um people that weren't african-american but when i got to college um it was like a culture shock and um so i started running to a lot of racism i started running to a lot of uh oh are you gonna do your hair or you can run your hair like that my hair is done and yes i am gonna wear my hair like that so um early on i had to start speaking up for myself um so yeah college was uh an experience for me It was a culture shock, to say the least. Those hair comments were from white students who also tried to invade Dominique's personal space. People want to touch it. Can I touch your hair? Um, How do you get it like that? Why do you wear your hair like that? So, yeah, I didn't let none of that, um, you know, 
get me down or, you know, in the back of my mind, I kind of felt like, you know, wow, that's rude. But it didn't stop me from wearing my hair the way I wanted to. So, again, why? What is it? And I'm commending you. I am commending you. But I'm saying you're young. And, you know, it is a culture shock. You're in this white environment really for the first time. I'm from Cleveland. I know he's Cleveland black. Okay. So (laughs) you're in this environment, you know, you've got these students, you've got these people basically telling you you're wrong. We are the norm. We are right. And then, like you said, the system, that woman at the internship, was she your supervisor? She was just somebody that worked there. She was my supervisor. Well, that makes it even worse. You know what I mean? Your black supervisor is telling you this. And yet you were still, yes, you were a little shaky, but you were still rooted in, but I'm not going to let that change my mind. I mean, what do you attribute that to you? Your parents, your upbringing? I um, I attribute it to my parents, my culture, my heritage. I feel like if I would have um, changed the way I wanted to express myself or wear my hair, then I feel like I was... Um, ashamed of my heritage I was turning my back on my heritage um, where I came from so um, and I didn't want to do that so that was the main thing not one to feel like I had to be a sellout just put it like that I didn't want to be feel like I was you know selling my soul or being a sellout or you know changing myself to be the norm what they considered the norm conforming to the norm basically Because my hair, wearing my natural hair is my norm. After our interview, I asked Dominique if she let the white students touch her hair. She texted me back, never, in all caps. And then after graduation, I moved um, back home. And then I decided to do the big chop. And why? Um, you know, I don't know. I just was like, I'm ready to start over. Um, I wanted a new look. So I got to cut really, really, really low. I wanted a new look. I got to cut really low. Um, I had like a little, little, little fro. So TWA, Kenny um, Winnie Afro. Yep. So I got a little fro. I got some color. I was like, okay, it's a new look. I just graduated. I'm a grown woman. (laughs) For someone who had always had hair in some shape or form, but now you're basically just dealing with your face. Did you like it right away or did it have to grow on you? Um, actually I liked it right away. Um, but it was something missing and that something was color. I was like, okay, I hate this. And the color gave it that extra. Mm. And I was feeling myself. I was doing the different, the big earrings and, you know, so, um, when I first cut my hair off, it wasn't nothing I needed to get used to. Like I really loved it. And it just was like, you know, free. Like most times you can get up and go. If not, you just had to put a little water on there and, it was like stress-free. I didn't have to worry about straightening. I didn't have to worry about getting myself a perm or using a hot comb or doing any twist outs to get my curl pattern. It was already curly. It was already done for the most part. Okay. And you said color. What color did you get? Um, it was like a copper. 
During this time, Dominique's stylist maintained her cut, and in between salon visits, the Buckeye washed and conditioned it. Check out Dominique's Copper TWA from back in the day, along with the rest of her hair evolution photos on the Hair How I Grew It Instagram page at Keep It Net. So what is the first job out of school? Um, my first job out of school was at a security, um, it was a, um, security job. It was at a armed security. So I was a dispatcher for the security company, basically. Okay. And like you said, after the college incident, for the most part, your hair was never an issue on your various jobs. Nope. Never an issue. I remember, um, sometimes when I would have an interview, I would, um, go in between like should I straighten my hair should I wear my natural hair um, will they not give me the job if I come with my natural hair so I did um, at when I once I got the job I never had an issue but um, when it came to interviews and deciding how I should wear my hair I did go back and forth with whether I should straighten it or wear my natural hair would this um, be the reason I don't get the job will they see this as being unprofessional so that was an issue. But once I was inside the job, like I didn't have any more issues. Okay. So let's back up. So for your various interviews, you would straighten your hair with the flat iron or whatever, or you would just have the mental battle, but you would still go to the interview with natural hair. I would have the mental battle, but I would still go to the interview with my natural hair. Okay. So yeah. How do you get to locks? Are you looking around seeing all these locks? I want locks. How do locks even get into the picture? So, um, growing up, I always thought locks were just so beautiful. Um, I loved, I thought it was like, I don't know. I thought it was like, oh, you're a goddess. I just thought it was just so beautiful, but I did not want to go through the process. That was the thing. I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm ready to commit. Cause everyone was like, you know, it's a journey. It's a process. It's a process. Trust the process. And I wasn't ready to trust the process. Then she left home. I moved to Louisiana in 2020, right after the pandemic um, happened, to um, do Teach NOLA, which is a teacher certification um, program. I moved down there, and I don't know if you know, but locks are very popular down there. That's almost I didn't. I did not know that. Okay. So yeah, almost everyone has locks um, in Louisiana. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. I love this. And I was like, I want to give it a try. Um, so the first time I went, I did the two, tra- two strand twist. And they they use, you know, two pieces of hair and they twist it. And then over time, it would in- end up interlocking and turn into one. Um, I did that for maybe four to five months. Um, the process... I didn't trust it. It was, um, it was a lot to ma- not really manage, but I would get it retwisted. And then in a couple of days, it would look like I didn't get it retwisted. And that was bothering me. So I combed them out. Um, okay. So let me make sure I understand. So when you were in New Orleans, you actually, you've got all this, you're in a sea of locks mm-hmm. You decide and you go and have a loctician. Uh, start the locks and you kept it for, I think you said four months. And just because it wasn't, locking the way you wanted it would it just it wasn't what you were looking it for it to be and you decided to and you undid them yourself I undid them myself I combed them out um 
I didn't have patience. I wanted a quick. I wanted something to happen quickly. And when you have locks, it doesn't happen like that. Um, so I um, combed them out, and then I continued to wear my afro. Continued to do my twist outs, um, my two strand twist, and then a couple months later, it wasn't even like a year or anything. A couple months later, I, they just started with doing the instant locks. So instead of you having to go through the process. When you leave the hairdresser, your hair automatically has a form of a mature lock or a lock that's been um, locked for maybe a year or so. So I was like, wait, 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 back up. So you go to the salon and they offer this instant lock service. So what is it? Just extensions? No, it's your hair. Um, so um, instead of doing a two strand, they kind of um, tease your hair to get it frizzy and thick because that's what you need you need it to be thick a thick texture um so they tease your hair and then they use a crochet needle to form the lock um and once you leave you have a lock so I use my own hair I left I had locks I loved it um and then um so okay so whereas before it definitely looked like a two-strand twist that you were yeah. planning on it mm-hmm. to morph into locks boys yeah. versus when you left you had what looked like well they were locks they were like mm-hmm. you said insta locks okay yeah. i get mm-hmm. it and how long were they um they were maybe they came to like my ear okay and you liked it i did my hair was long but you know once you get locks you shrink up because you have to you know um it just shrinks up because it has to mad and all that stuff. So after that, um, I um, I wore those for a while. I love those. I did. I did. I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really did. But then um, something tragic happened and I cut my hair off. Um, so now, were you still in New Orleans at the time? Is this all still in New Orleans? I still was in New Orleans. Okay. Um, well, I came home because something happened back home. I came home, and then when I got back to New Orleans, I cut it off that same day as soon as I got home. Um, and wait, wait, then, wait, 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 let me back up. So you're in New Orleans. Something tragic happened back home, so you come home to deal with that, and then when you go back to New Orleans, you cut it off. Yes. Okay, go ahead. So I cut that off, and then I was like, um, I was like, girl, you crazy. <laughs> I was like, I missed my locks. I really did. I really did. So, um. So you did you regret it as soon as you you did it? No, not as soon as um like maybe later down the line. I was like, oh, I wish I could do that. So I was like, okay, girl, you got to start growing your hair out because you can't get it without you know. So, so you actually did a big chop. You went back to the really short teeny weeny. Yeah, I went in okay. there and I cut it like I cut it myself in my bathroom. Um, <laughs> I cut it down to like my kind of a little bit, couple inches from my scalp. So it was um, short and real curly. So um, I did that. And then. Um, Wait, let me, let me let me back up. You cut your own. I mean, I, I don't know why. Every time I hear when somebody cuts their hair, that always <laughs> seems kind of. I don't even. I, I'm a chicken. <laughs> I don't know. But and I don't want to get too. I don't want to get into the tragedy because that's none of my business. But was it so traumatic? You just I mean, was that your therapy to be able um, to cut it yourself? Yeah, I believe so. You know, like a lot of people say, like when you your hair when you cut it, it's a regrowth, it's a new start. Um, I don't know, it just feel like refreshing, like it was like um, weight lifted off of my shoulders, you know. So, um, and it was probably um, a little depression as well. 
um a lot of depression I'll say it. it was depression um I was in a very dark space so um one thing I could control was my hair um so that had a lot to do with it as well so I chopped it off um after I came out of that funk I was like okay I want my hair back um I grew it out and then um I got lock extensions this time <laughs> so I had three I've had three different types of locks now um so again I know I don't want to go through the process but my hair is not long enough so I don't want small lock not small but short locks I want it to look like um locks when I leave the shop but my hair wasn't long enough like it was before when I got the instant locks it was shorter than that so I got extensions which is um they twist my real hair and then they add on um natural hair and make it longer and attach it um so I wore that for maybe um six months and then I cut the extensions off and I left my hair locked and now my natural hair is flourishing and growing still locked look at you okay (laughs) here's Dominique's hair care routine every four to six weeks she goes to a loctician to have her locks washed conditioned and retwisted in between appointments the millennial washes and conditions her locks if she sweats them out goes swimming or does something that dries them out Dominique uses Cantu shampoo and conditioner for natural hair. The Buckeye sprays her locks every day with rose water and oils them a few times a week. Most of the time, she uses the herb growth oil from the Moi collection. Dominique wears a scarf, bonnet, or locks sock to bed. When I asked her if she wears silk or cotton, she said both. Sometimes, if the East Cleveland native can't get to the loctician in time to get her locks retwisted, she'll wear a wig. I asked Dominique how her family feels about her natural hair evolution. Only person I really give reactions is my brothers. They like to joke about it. <laughs> my brother be like, uh, you bald head, you cut your hair off again or something like that. Or like, Dominique, you gonna do your hair? Like, but it's, he's, it's joking. Um, my mom, she kind of, she likes anything. Even if she doesn't, she doesn't let me know that she doesn't. <laughs> so she's like excited, like, oh, you got a new hairstyle. Oh, you cut your hair. Oh, you got locks now. I like that on you. So it's kind of um, a reaction. My dad, he doesn't really say much about anything. So, <laughs> but um, as far as family, um, not too much because everybody knows like I'm very indecisive like I said I go from cutting it off to growing out so I think they just like kind of go with the flow now (laughs) before we ended our interview I asked the author about her two children's books that she's self-published the first one is called kinky hair don't care Dominique wrote it during the pandemic I thought it was very important for little brown boys and girls to know that it that their hair is beautiful, that they don't have to do what people feel as the norm and that they need to know that it's okay to wear their hair in its natural state. It's okay to love your hair. It's okay to love your heritage. It's okay to um, explore your culture. Why can't I talk right now? Culture. (laughs) And um, that's why I wrote my book. Okay, now you say little black boys and girls. So what age group does this target? Um, so it's elementary. So probably like um, 
four to ten year olds. Alrighty, so that's Kinky Hair, Don't Care. And then your next book, In School, The Kids Are Really Cruel. And cruel is all caps. Um, <laughs> tell me about that. Um, so I started, in 2020, I started working. Um, again, I went to Louisiana through a teacher certification program. So I started working in schools. And I started nerd- noticing like a lot of people being bullied, a lot of students. And I thought it was very important to get this out there to tell kids how to deal with bullying, um, give them resources, where to go, who to speak with, and just to combat bullying in schools. Kinky Hair, Don't Care, and In School, The Kids Are Really Cruel are in the East Cleveland Public Library. Dominique is working on getting them in classrooms and public libraries throughout the country. Her natural hair brand is called Froze Get Chose. A lot of people feel like, you know, wearing Froze was not um, desirable, um, that it wasn't um, the norm. So I came with the catchphrase Froze Get Chose, which means that even though y'all feel like um, froze are not desirable, people with froze are still getting chose. Okay, um, we're still <laughs> <laughs> we have no problem in that area. We're still getting um, uh, <laughs> we're still going on dates. We're still getting loved on. So uh, regardless of how you feel, froze are getting chose. So um, that's how I came up with that, <laughs> and I wanted um, everybody to know that. Um, Please embrace your hair. Please love on your hair. Um, no matter how people feel, someone still want to love you. And most importantly, you should be loving on yourself. And that's where it starts. It starts within. Um, so I started that. Um, that first was the brand for like my hair, my book. And then I went on to doing clothing. So I had um, t-shirts. I have um, pillow cases. I have phone cases I have fanny packs um I have stickers um and it's just different um pictures of women with afros women with locks women with um cornrows babies with afros just to um get it out there that afros and natural hair is beautiful And I wanted to express that and share that with the world. And I did just that with my brand. Okay. So the brand, people can get these products via Instagram. Is there a website or it's the IG or both? Both. So the website is Froze Get Chose. Um, You can get my link um, through Instagram. I have a link tree on uh, Froze Get Chose. You can click on the link in my bio and then it'll take you there. It's a whole um, shop. It has a variety of things. Uh, We go up to 5X in the majority of our clothes, so it's very inclusive. Um, And we have unisex, so um, male and female. Okay. Well, Dominique, it has been a pleasure. Before I hang up this phone, is there anything you want to add? Anything I didn't ask? Anything that you wish I did? Um... I don't. I just, um, I'm just happy to um, have been asked to be on this podcast to share my story. Um, And I just want to say thank you for having me.
Thank you for saying yes, my Cleveland and natural hair sister. You can buy Dominique's books and Froze Get Chose merchandise at linktree slash froze get chose. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash F-R-O-S-G-E-T-C-H-O-S-E. Thank you for listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Follow Hair, How I Grew It on Facebook and follow on Instagram at KeepItNet. Tweet me at Hair, How I Grew It on X, formerly known as Twitter, and tell me what you think of the show. 40 episodes, y'all. I am still pinching myself. Until next time, keep it natural.